gospel reading for this morning comes from Matthew's gospel beginning in the 22nd chapter at the first verse. Matthew wrote these things. Jesus responded by telling still more stories. God's kingdom, he says, is like a king who threw a wedding banquet for his son. He sent out servants to call in all the invited guests, and they wouldn't come. He sent out another round of servants, instructing them to tell the guests, look, everything is on the table. The prime rib is ready for carving. Come to the feast. And they only shrugged their shoulders and went off, one to weed his garden, another to work in his shop. The rest, with nothing better to do, beat up on the messengers and then killed them. And the king was outraged and sent his soldiers to destroy those thugs and level their city. And then he told his servants, We have a wedding banquet all prepared, but no guests. The ones I invited weren't up to it. So go out into the busiest intersections in town and invite anyone you find to the banquet. And the servants went out on the streets and rounded up everyone they laid eyes on, good and bad, regardless. And so the banquet was on, every place filled. And when the king entered and looked over the scene, he spotted a man who wasn't properly dressed. And he said to him, friend, how dare you come in here looking like that? And the man was speechless. Then the king told his servants, get him out of here fast. Tie him up and ship him to hell and make sure he doesn't get back in. And that's what I mean when I say many get invited, but only a few make it. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. <laughs> Would you pray with me, please? Eternal God, your ways are not our ways. Your thoughts are not like ours. But by the power of your spirit at work within us, open your word to us this morning. Teach us what is noble, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, and what is admirable. Empower us to truly see as you see and hear what you hear, and to put your word into action. Through Jesus the Christ we pray. Amen. You know, I think in Jesus' wedding banquet parable, we hear two listen-up messages. First, those on the specifically invited guest list reject their invitation rudely, cruelly, and ultimately murderously. They murder the messenger. And Jesus is pointing his parable to a rude, then cruel, and finally murderous audience. The religious authorities in Jerusalem who were opposing his presence and desperately trying to maintain and protect the way that things were. The chief priests were entirely dedicated to keeping things running at the temple just the way they were. Daily sacrifices, the temple authority structure, the rituals, the routines. And the Pharisees were dedicated to a different kind of routine all prescribed by a devotion to the Torah. Neither group could find a way to respond to Jesus and maintain their ideas of tradition and control. Neither group 
could come to grips with the notion that there just might be truth outside of their deeply held traditions. So in Jesus' parable, the first group of invitees reject their invitation. In fact, they do more than reject. They kill the messenger that brings their invitation. Their refusal to join the party is complete and done. Well, the next group of invitees expands to include everyone. All who hear about the wedding party are invited to attend, but with the invitation, there comes a bit of expectation. Not that folks be perfect, not that they be wealthy. The expectation is that each guest will acknowledge their entry into this new place, this wedding banquet, by making some changes in themselves. In the story, the change required is clothing. In the life of faith, the change that is required isn't a change of clothes, but a change of mind, a change of heart, a change of spirit. You see, God is the king who invites all to the banquet. We are all, all invited. Whether the world judges us to be good or bad, rich or poor, worthy or unworthy. The invitation has no restrictions. But it doesn't mean that the invitation doesn't carry expectations. We are all invited to the kingdom of God through the invitation offered by Jesus. But we cannot remain unchanged. We cannot keep on wearing the world's clothes of indifference, prejudice, hatred, judgment, cruelty, coldness, and violence that we wore before we walked into the wedding banquet. We are required by the grace of the one who invited us to spruce up for the party. For a seed in God's kingdom doesn't take cash or charisma. It takes a commitment to changing something more than is merely skin deep. It's not enough to just show up. The God of all creation expects us to create, to bear fruit, to give back, to pay forward, to change ourselves, and indeed to work to change the world. It is true that the first thing we have to do is show up, but that's just the beginning of our new lives. Now, the chief priests and the Pharisees, folks, they were not evil people. They were not inherently bad people. They were, however, stuck in a rut. They believed that their way was the way to establish a proper relationship with God. And the problem with both ways is that they didn't embrace the truth of Jesus. And Jesus was addressing the truth of that in all of his Jerusalem preaching. It was not that the religious leaders were not trying to do and be good. The problem was that they had completely identified the good with the process. Instead of the person, they trusted the temple and Torah over the living presence of God standing right in their midst. And all these years later, our problems remain pretty much the same. We love our church families, our church work. We love our church's place in the community. We love our music and our positions on committees. But many of us, we're just doing church. 
and we're not that committed to the kingdom. We're at the banquet, but we aren't wearing our robes. And we make the same mistake as the underdressed guest who thought that the king was just looking for warm bodies at his banquet. He was happy to eat the king's food and listen to the king's music, if that was what the king wants. But it isn't. God isn't looking for warm bodies. God is looking for wedding guests who will rise to the occasion and honor the sun. And we can do that in shorts and sandals as well as in suits and high heels. These wedding guests are made from the whole fabric of our being using the patterns that God has given us. Patterns of justice, forgiveness, compassion, generosity, peace. And to wear these garments is to allow God's gracious invitation to actually change us and then to live accordingly. You see, the kingdom actually comes when something happens in the heart of the guest because the joy of the king becomes the joy of the guest and the mission of the king becomes the mission of the guest. So put on your wedding garment and you'll be ready whenever your invitation arrives. Seems to me to be a good reminder as we're invited to our stewardship campaign this morning, reminding us indeed how deeply we all are connected as guests in service to a king who loves us beyond words. Amen.